This is the, the, youth, the, down youth, South the youth Down South, the youth down South podcast, a show for youth leaders and young adults. Hi, this is Caleb Loudon. And this is Jesse Fagerstrom. And this is the Youth Down South podcast. Sure and is. this is a very special podcast, Jesse, because this is our epic Equip Youth Workers Conference recap podcast. Hey, we had. Hey, I had a great time. It was a party, Caleb Loudon. It, it was. was a party. I think it was mostly party. I mean, did mm-hmm. we even? Was there anything educational that took place? Actually, <laughs> for like a for just a hot second on Tuesday afternoon, but otherwise, <laughs> you know, just straight party. Just all a the way straight. Through. I mean, with uh, you know all the things you typically have at a party, like stilt walkers and confetti cannons <laughs> and. You know, food trucks and a Waffle House food truck at that. I mean, what else? What else do you need? What else do you need? We did so much, mm-hmm. and it's like a little intimidating to even attempt to unpack everything <laughs> right. from the Equip Conference. But we're going to try. We're going to try because there was such rich stuff that happened, so much that was really great that we thought, man, we got to at least carry this on in the podcast in some form or fashion. And so I'm excited to talk about well, Equip. And, you know, there were people that were not able to make it. So this yes. is like, this is your opportunity, folks out there, to just kind of have a little bit of a taster. A you little know, taster. a little, just, yeah, just mm-hmm. a little taste of what to expect right. when we do this again in two years. And right. also Equip Online will be ongoing, mm-hmm. uh, our online training platform, so you can yeah. have a taste of it that way. And I just want to say too, how generous this is because these people chose not to come to Equip. And the fact that we are reliving every <laughs> single moment is really very I mean, generous. you're welcome. Because right. we could have left you out of the loop on this stuff. <laughs> and here we are. So well, so first of all, we began the Equip conference with actually a pre-event, mm-hmm. the pre-conference that started Sunday before Equip really got rolling. And we wined yeah. and dined. We well, wined. Well, not literally. Well, yeah, that's a, maybe that's maybe a figure of speech. But, but. <laughs> but we we had a fancy schmancy yes. little little get together. We got we? fancy. Yeah. And can you tell us about your particular getup? Well, it was standard issue uh, Rangers uniform for white tie affairs. <laughs> like in the manual, there's a page. <laughs> People skip over it typically, but you know when you, it's a white tie event, that's what you wear. Is what I, I wore your your regale your your medals. I had a scouters medal on, which I'm still not exactly sure what that one is. It's just I found it in the box in the office, <laughs> and uh, and a uh, you know tux with tails. So it's yeah, just pretty, pretty standard, pretty standard, right? Yeah. And I got my gown, you yeah, know, you, gold gold gown, you know, just. That yeah. old thing that I picked up. Yeah, off just the, that old little that thing old you had, thing in had in the closet. Sure, and all the ladies were all uh, glammed up, sure. and uh, everyone looked great. So we had fun, and then at the gala, mm-hmm. a very special award was given to our very own Sheila Livingston, Ooh. the Equip or oh, the uh, Ray's Legacy Award. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So very cool. And uh, it was a great event. You know, and the chocolate tort just ended it all there for <laughs> me. With uh, it was probably the probably the young the yummiest chocolate tort. Oh, it was I've delicious! So much so that I asked the waitress, "Can I have a second one?" <laughs> just to take up to my room. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, for the road or for right now. For, <laughs> and she said, "No, you cannot." <gasps> so. Did she really? 
Yeah, which oh, what a I mean, bummer. come to find out, there was a bunch of extra dessert, but so you could have just snagged. I'm them, not bitter about it at all. <laughs> um, so that was fun, and that, that kicked off our pre-conference. And then the next yep. day, we had a, a fun-filled day before Quip got started with pre-conference things like yeah. archery training. Yeah, we had a bunch of uh, archery trainers trained. So now, in your division, you listening to this. Uh, you'll have someone in your division, um, hopefully, that's able to train you to be an instructor in archery, which nice. is very cool. And Did anybody get skewered? No one was injured. Excellent. As far that's as I'm like at it. liberty to say. That, I was going to say, that's the way we like it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> never know. Cannot speak um, on these things, but yeah. yeah. And then we had a young adult track, which was really cool, and we got to talk about all things young adult ministry. Um, and I also know that our Safe From Harm friends got busy, too, with uh, all of their uh, Level 3 training stuff. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Boys and Girls Club continued the party over there at the Marriott. They just continued the fun. The fun never yes, ended for them. that's a good – we had the Boys and Girls Club conference happening within right. the Equip conference. Yep. And so they had all kinds of things related to boys and girls to yeah. talk about. It was excellent. And clubs. Yeah. Uh, and then that night – Equip started in earnest, and we got the, you know, this, this, just this epic thing happened with the launch of the Ray's strategic mm-hmm. plan. The ribbon was cut. The ribbon was cut, uh, and all the DYSs were on stage to assist the Gillums with that process, and uh, that was the launch of the Ray's strategic plan, which we've talked a good bit on our podcast about already. Um, that happened at the end of our evangelism general session, yep. and the speaker for our general session that night was Major Al Newsom, divisional commander of the Georgia Division. What a guy! And what, he, what did you What did you think about his his speak? I thought it was amazing. I mean, uh, Major Al is someone who practices what he preaches and right. who has very um, clear and deep passion for the gospel and for sharing the gospel with others uh, for evangelism, and that was really evident in his talk. And I think for me, the most impactful moment was actually toward the end uh, where um, he just talked about, you know, the opportunity to do evangelism through courageous acts of love. Mm. Um, And he had this uh, powerful illustration uh, of a young man who's brother had been uh, killed um, by a police officer in his own apartment. Mm -hmm. And uh, the moment that he played for us was of his brother uh, in the the courtroom um, while this police officer, she was on trial for the murder. And uh, this young man, still obviously, of course, grieving the death of his brother, says to the person who has killed his brother that he loves her and Mm. that he's forgiven her and he wants the best for her and Mm. then even asks if he could give her a hug. And uh, so, you know, incredible uh, scene um, that Major showed us um, and one that many of us would have been familiar with already. And then he tied that to the young man's obvious Christian witness and how he's an example to us of how um, radical love, mm-hmm. uh, love in the way of Jesus, provides this opportunity for the real evangelism. You know, really demonstrating 
yeah. uh, what the gospel is about through how we live. I mean, and that's tough. I mean, I think about putting myself in the shoes of that young man. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would have done that. You know, yeah. and it, it really is inspiring to think about how we can take really hard circumstances that we find ourselves in and really uh, show God's love, you know, really mm -hmm. have the opportunity to share God's love. So, yeah, nope, that was uh, fabulous and really, really interesting and thought-provoking. And I think everybody really left that session fired up. Yes. And then, of course... I mean, it, we led straight out the door into yeah. our into our amazing block party, which had still walkers and jugglers and, um, you know, food. Food. The lots DJ of food. was off the chain. DJ budget. DJ cuts. budget cuts was doing his best there, you know, and it was excellent. He even yeah. had a remix of. Um, I am a C. I am a C. A I favorite. am a C. Yeah. yeah. And I was just <laughs> like, classic. I love that he's like doing this thing where he's taking classic Christian songs and right. making them into. I just wonder if you could do a little Stephen Curtis Chapman for me, you know, like, uh, you know, the little uh, Great Adventure, you know, that song. Yeah, you know, this the, is the Great yeah, yeah. Adventure. Like, saddle up your, your boots and yeah. cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. And, like, I just think there's something there. I'm just saying, DJ Budget Cuts, if you're listening to this, I think there's potential. To do some Steve Curtis Chapman, I, I want to bring him so, back. So, you know, yeah. we got to bring him back. So I mean, he'll have a second go. Some music just lasts, you know, stands the test of time <laughs> sure because does. it's just, you know, so good. So um, that was super fun. That was a lot of fun. And there's a cool uh, boys and girls club mobile unit, oh, a mobile yes. cl club on wheels. Very cool. Where. Yeah. You could do all these things related to STEM learning. Right. Um, and they had these different stations, and so that was really neat for everyone to be able to experience that. Yep. Something that's come out of the Carolinas and is really uh, a gift given by some very generous people who've put it all together uh, personally. I mean, it's just an amazing um, thing that they're doing. And uh, so that was neat. Yeah, yeah, the gal, the gal who was there, sort of walking me through, was talking about her own personal story and how the Boys and Girls Club really has saved the lives of some mm. of her children. And wow, yeah, it was just really inspiring. And then we found ourselves there again the next morning for our discipleship session. Uh, the discipleship session, which uh, we, you know, had so much happening with them. We had a live podcast, which was uh, put out last week, and uh, awards given. Um, and we also had a really great general session speaker in Mark Matlock wow. from Barna, who talked about resilient disciples and how uh, young adults can be resilient Christians, mm -hmm. um, particularly Gen Z Christians. And he and his uh, partner, his research partner, David Kinneman, uh, did years of research leading up to this book called Faith for Exiles that they uh, co-wrote that was published in 2019. And from that research, they found uh, these different aspects of what makes a resilient Christian. And the theory is that if we understand kind of these uh, dimensions of a resilient Christian, then we have some idea of how to then disciple mm. Gen Z and Gen Alpha to be resilient Christians. Um, right. 
And he talked about uh, for Gen Z, there are these five questions that are really the, the like central questions that they're asking mm-hmm. and how we as the church should be intentional about helping them answer those questions because if we don't, well, then someone else will. Mm-hmm. And we know that uh, within the church and the Bible, we have the answers. And so uh, those questions that he listed were, you have a question of identity, who am I? Uh, Where do I find my truest self? The question of how to live, how should I live in today's world? Questions about intimacy and relationships, am I loved? Who are my friends? Does anyone care about me? Then you have questions of meaning and purpose, does my life matter? Am I made for something? And then lastly, questions about legacy and significance. Can I make a difference? What really matters? What counts for a life well-lived? And mm. his argument is that these are really the questions our young people are wrestling with, and we should be equipped to be able to come alongside them with the truth, with the Word of God, right. and help them uh, discover the answer to those questions. Yeah, I felt that it was just really relevant for a lot of our youth leaders. And I Mm. did, even after the session, hear a lot of them kind of debriefing with one another about what they were going to be able to take home and apply in their local circumstances. So overall, I think it was was really powerful. Yeah, and um, some of the things that they could apply would be like his uh, different aspects of a resilient disciple. And um, I've actually read Faith for Exiles, his book, and I'm like turning through it right now to find where those five things are, but I'm realizing it's difficult because I highlighted so much <laughs> in his book. There's just so much uh, well, hey, to l- take away. Then let's just put in there, hey, you know, get his book, buy <laughs> yeah, his book. You need to buy his book, buy basically. His book, um, and um, yeah, no, it was it was awesome. So, I, Well, I will just real quick, just yeah, say sure, um, one thing that whether I have all five in front of me or not, one that I know that I remember that I think is super important and actually provides an interesting opportunity that we sometimes take for granted is that he highlights in his book the importance of intergenerational relationships. Mm-hmm. And you know, so often we think about youth ministry and young adult ministry especially, we will sometimes think about, okay, how do we create these homogenous groups of young adults where they can feel uh, like they are, like they belong, like there are people around them who are like them. And I'm not knocking that per se. I, you know, I think you know all of us like to have peers and to be supported with, and to be in community with people who are in a similar uh, place in life, right? But one of the things that their research highlights, though, is for resilient Christians, a really important thing is that they have real deep relationship with people who are not of the same age group, in particular, in specifically older Christians who are Mm -hmm. pouring into them. And so in some of our core contexts, you're not going to find large numbers of young adults, but that doesn't mean that there isn't still relationship within that core that's super important and maybe even more important, actually, than young adults being able to have a relationship with their peers because there's a relationship there between a young adult and someone who's older and more mature in their faith, and that person's pouring into them, providing them, providing the young adult with the wisdom that they need to really thrive in life, mm. and the sense of affirmation, you know, and uh, a sense of, hey, I am cared for and loved, right. and I belong here. Yeah, you know, in our Young Adult Forum, one of the big things that 
our young adults really want to see more of is mentorship. And that includes not only being able to mentor younger folks, but being able to create really meaningful relationships with folks that are older than them. Um, so yeah, I think it, that was really, uh, that really hit home. And one thing that I've always found in practice is it is difficult for these relationships to form because I think whether it's the young adult or the more seasoned believer, neither thinks that the other is interested, <laughs> you know? Yes. And in, in reality, both are. Yeah. And so then it becomes a question of, well, who's going to be the first to... Uh, Who's the first mover here? It's like dating, right? It's like awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, who's going to make the first who's move? Who's going to make the first move? Right. And so what I would suggest is that we, and I'll count myself in this, who are uh, further along in our walk with Christ right. than uh, younger Gen Z or millennials, should be the ones who make the first move. Mm. That's incumbent on us to seek them out right. and to say to them, hey, you belong here and I love you, and you have a future, and the Lord loves you, and mm -hmm. Jesus is the best way for you, and He has plans for your life. And, and to, to be that um, vessel through which the Lord does this amazing work of uh, creating resilience in them. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I just say that to say, um, if you feel like your young adults aren't interested, they probably are. They are. Yeah. They very much are. And, um, and you know, we just need to live into that. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Love it. Yeah. So we, uh, we ended that session and we went straight into our breakouts. We had four breakout segments um, and those were excellent. What did you think of our breakouts this year? You know, we've had such great positive feedback about yeah. our breakouts and... We had a diverse array of breakouts, I mean, from subjects like uh, trauma-informed care, which mm -hmm. was really well-received, to how do you think about and brainstorm and implement new program, mm -hmm. program that's never been done before, to... Classroom management. Classroom management, addictions, mm. and uh, addictions may seem like, is that really, you know, is that subject matter that really belongs at a youth workers conference? Absolutely yes, it, it does. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I actually think very few people would say something like that because we could just see, right. you know, how prevalent addiction is in society today. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just this really diverse array of things yeah. on offer. And yeah, I think um, people had a really positive experience with that. And then, of course, our final session Wednesday yeah. morning, uh, which was looking at leadership development. And we had the one, the only oh, yeah. Michael Gurian there at that uh, at that final session. And I got to tell you, Caleb, he did not disappoint. Sure did. <laughs> so I really, I really loved uh, everything that he had to say. I thought that the brain science approach was just so uh, appropriate for our audience. Um, I heard a lot of oohs and ahs and hmms <laughs> and scratching of heads, yeah. uh, which is exactly what we want from yes. a conference, right? We we don't want passive listening. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, he was throwing balls into the audience. I mean, mm-hmm. there were things <laughs> happening in that session. What did you think? It was a very dynamic session. Yeah. A couple things I wanted to highlight just in terms of some of the feedback we've got is, one, uh, he acknowledged right away or pretty early on in his presentation that he's not coming from an evangelical Christian perspective. Correct. He's coming from uh, his perspective as a scientist mm-hmm. and what uh, his, not just his research, but research from all around the world has revealed about male and female difference and, and specifically in terms of how our brains function and are structured. And so with that, you know, we as a department are committed to uh, having um, conversation with a diverse array of people. Uh, we know who we are. We know what we believe. That doesn't mean that we don't have something to learn from others who perhaps don't identify entirely with who we are. Right. Uh, and so, so we don't, but we don't want to limit what we might learn and what important insights there might be mm-hmm. just because someone doesn't uh, entirely identify with our uh, beliefs. Sure. Right. And that said, what we have heard also is that there was so much practical takeaway for folks when it came to this subject matter and this material. Um, you know, he talked about how within the male brain, you know, you have uh, one side that is that is devoted to verbal uh, communication. It's kind of the verbal center of the brain. The other side, though, is more spatial and mechanical. It's more about objects moving through space right. and uh, how for males then movement and activity, particularly for boys, is just a really key thing to them maintaining focus and being able to uh, take in information. And so one of the things that did for me was reminded me of all the times as an explorer leader where my plan was we're going to come to the classroom, we're all going to sit around the table (laughs) and be very still and very quiet and listen to my excellent presentation of this material <laughs> from this manual, you know. Which is really setting yourself up for disaster yeah. and, like, not for success, certainly, right? Yes. But would you have known that if you had not kind of f- heard this research or if you had not no. been... Right, exactly. No. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of our youth leaders are on the same page with you. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they are thinking that they're setting up a really great classroom space when, in fact... They're actually limiting the ability for these young boys to begin to learn and put things into their brain, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and um, one of the other things he talked about was, you know, how there's even this connection between the bum and the brain. Yeah, where <laughs> when the bum is, is numb, numb the then the brain, brain is, is the, the same. same. Come on. So, like after 20 minutes of sitting, uh, males' brains will typically go into a rest state, right? And um, then they have to get up and do something in order to get their brains active again. It was interesting to be in there and to watch as many men were getting up to leave <laughs> gonna... to the restroom, like during his actual. It's like so a perfect illustration of what the You're very right. thing he was saying. Um, Speaking of which, Caleb, how many minutes have we been going here? Are we to our twenty-minute mark? Are you going to start uh, start losing the script over there, sir? <laughs> I I didn't want to say anything, but um, I'm going to stand up now. Numb? No. <laughs> Well, you know, and that brings up a good point, too, which is um, he never once said this is exactly how it is for every person. Correct. What he said was 
there are exceptions, mm-hmm. you know, to the rule. And they, actually, the exceptions prove the rule. And he said, you know, one in five people aren't going to align with this exactly. Right. And I think he would even say that even within the four out of five who would align with this pretty closely, there's still a spectrum of right. what people are going to say, oh, yeah, that that definitely is me or this isn't me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so what he's trying to highlight there, though, is still these generalities that can be helpful f- to think about when we are thinking about, uh, in our particular context, educating children about the way of Jesus and doing that well. Right, yeah. right. No, I think it's important to to remember that, to remember that, you know, it, the, there are exceptions to the rule. That's important. Yeah, there are exceptions that. to the rule. And if you felt like, you know, I don't know, this is... I, I know of at least one couple that was in the room who said, hey, I think my husband's actually got more of a female brain than mm-hmm. I do, you know, and I, that in the wife was saying my brain might be more male brain. Right. Sure. That very mo- that very Absolutely. well could be true. But there are these still these general trends. Yeah. And what we what we ultimately want to be saying is we want everyone to thrive. Right. 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 And so we want our discipleship environments to be structured so that we are speaking to everyone where they are. Yes. And agreed. creating the the right context for all of them to thrive. Um can I bring up one more thing Do about it. the Green Talk? Do it. And, you know, there's some people who said it seemed like he focused more on the experience of boys and young men than maybe he did uh, girls and young women. Mm-hmm. And I think that was in part true, although I think he had a lot to say about both. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the reasons why someone might feel that way is because so often are because boys have this uh, need for physical activity, given the way their brains are structured. Uh, they're misunderstood. They're misunderstood more mm-hmm. often, perhaps, than than girls are within a classroom. Exactly. Do you, would you agree with I that? I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah. No. They are, they are more misunderstood in general, I would say, than your typical girl sitting in a classroom who can sit for longer periods of time. Yeah. Um, and who potentially doesn't, that, you know, Yes, and so we want to, you know, just be kind of correcting. I think oftentimes right. when we have conversations around, um, like, new information society, we will often go at one in one way right. and overcorrect sometimes, and then the pendulum has to swing back the other way. <laughs> and we, we just, again, want to kind of try to find the center of things. Yep. And um, one Ultimately, one of the things that I love most about what Gurian had to provide is that I do think it does speak to how God has created within humanity these generalities and that we need uh, both expressions mm-hmm. of humanity for, one, us to succeed yep. uh, as a as race. A race. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he said that. Right. like He's like, you know, civilization doesn't exist without both. Right, right? exactly. Um and then two, for uh, the image of God to be expressed fully. You know, mm-hmm. we have in Genesis 1 that in the beginning, God created uh, humanity in, the, in his image. Mm-hmm. And right after it raises this amazing thing called the image of God, the Imago Dei, it says male and female, he created them. Mm-hmm. And so in some sense for our humanity to really be fully on display, to be fully embodied, then we need men and women, male and female, 
to be flourishing yeah. and for one to not dominate the other, but for there to be this, this picture of, um, of humanity in which we complement one another, where strengths and weaknesses complement each other, but there is this equality in how the image of God is expressed. Yeah. And, and so I thought that his you know, science perspective at some level does speak to that. And um, you, know, you can see this in just how uh, maybe your experience in working on a team with both men and women or uh, in the home, uh, husband, yeah. wife, like when the strengths of both are realized, it's an amazing thing. Agreed. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I think we did it. We I think we recapped <laughs> all think, of Equip. Wow. It was it was quite an quite a quite a time together, quite a conference. And you know what? We're gonna do it again in two years' time. Can two you believe years that? time? I don't know We're if we'll be able it. to pull it off again, honestly, <laughs> Jesse. I mean it's two years, <laughs> but that's maybe not enough time. I know. To really get oh, together. Man. Yeah. All that goes into an equip. Well and how exciting that we still have so many cool things happening this year. Yes. Right? So we have uh, commissioning. We have our young adult event at commissioning, which is going to be awesome. We have a co- Christian comedian coming. Yes. Uh, and that's going to be fabulous. And then and then we are straight into TY camp. Camp and is And then we're happening. straight into TYI. And then TYI. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. then... T-Y-A-C. It, I mean, it just never stops, It just really. never stops. It, it's a continual, yeah, it just never stops. But and we, we love, love it. it. We love it. <laughs> Loving it. It's great. And, um, you know, Andrew Stanley, he's going to be funny, I think. He's he going to be really oh, funny. please, at Lord. I hope, he's, I hope he's funny. Andrew, if you're listening, I believe in you, man. you got to got to bring us some, some laughs. Bring okay? us some bring laughs. Bring us some laughs. At the late night event yeah. at commissioning. Oh, it's going to be so, I'm going to be so tired. It's going until 11 p.m., Caleb. <laughs> oh, You know my. what time I normally go to bed? Like yeah. 9 p.m. <laughs> oh, 11. 11 is like is, way out of my. Oh, at this <laughs> point, at this stage of my life, 11 is really late. Yeah. <laughs> All I will say, I'm, I'm usually up till about then anyway. I'm a night owl. Really? Are you a night? You're not no, a night owl. No. Not at all. No, no. Okay. No. Well, no. I will be there partying it all up. All right. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it to you, man. You just need to have an energy drink or something. <laughs> so. Well, Caleb, thanks for this. This was fun. Yeah. This, this was, was good. Fun. Equip was great. And yeah. more podcasts to come. That's it for this episode of the Youth Down South podcast. For more info about the show, check out youthdownsouth.org.